Good morning. Welcome back. We're happy to be back after a two-week hiatus. And the Supreme Court said this weekend we could be back, so now we have an open invitation to come back. But we took a couple weeks off because so many of us weren't feeling well and we're doing better now, and so we appreciate you bearing with us. But uh, we're, all, we're all better now. And uh, looking forward to worship the Lord with you this morning. Let us pray. Let's open in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you again. God, we're grateful for the opportunity to be in your, in your house. Lord, to worship you, to raise our hands to you and worship you and proclaim your glory this morning. We ask your anointing, your blessing, and your presence to fill us, Lord God, today as we worship you and as we review and learn and are encouraged and lifted up in your word. In your holy name we praise. Amen. your holy name Jesus we're here to lift you up Lord God we're here to feel your presence in this place Lord God we're here to invite you Lord God and welcome you Lord God into this house of praise Lord and I pray Lord God that everyone will feel your holy presence here this morning thank you Jesus thank you Lord that you're not a God that's far off but you are right here in the midst of us and you inhabit the praises of your people thank you God goodness. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Adoring me. Lord, to feel the nearness of you and to feel your love. 
love, Lord. I thank you, God, that you made a way where, Lord God, there wasn't a way to be near you. Thank you, Lord. Open our eyes, Lord.
time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to me. No, I'm sorry. I belong to this world. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take away your crown. All who are victorious will become pillars in, my, in the temple of my God, and they will never have to leave it. And I will write on them the name of my God, and they will be citizens in the city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. If anyone who has ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you want us to be with you. And Lord God, we as your bride are looking forward to that beautiful reuniting, Lord God, with you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you did not leave us orphaned or abandoned, Lord. You have perfect plans. And we stand, Lord, on you as we're being tested as a nation, as we're being tested in the world. And we want to belong to you and not the world, Lord. So keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord. Fixed on you, Lord. You are good all the time. Thank you for purifying us through hardships, Lord God. Scooping up those impurities so that we would be found, Lord God. Purified, a purified, beautiful bride for you, God. Okay. Two weeks is too long to be away, isn't it? What a precious, precious spirit here today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Saying, open our eyes. I've probably been guilty over the last number of months to say, God, don't you see? <laughs> the song doesn't say, Lord, open your eyes, open our eyes. He sees everything, and it's, a, it's been an exercise in trust. It feels to me like an act of worship to trust him, especially when we don't see what we want to see or hear what we want to hear. have his word. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. And he has repeated to us again, even here in this body, that he, he sees us and he knows us and that we're to trust in him and follow his lead. And we need not fear anything. And uh, it, is a, it is an exercise in trust, but it is good exercise. It is good exercise. So blessed. So this morning, I want to get right into the word. I'm going to be reading, and I want you to read along with me. <clears throat> Please turn to the book of Malachi. Now, how many know the most famous scripture that's in the book of Malachi? Nobody? Wow. Is it, is it the, the coming of the Messiah and Bethlehem? No. Nope. Will a man rob God? Okay, that's not our focus this morning. Our focus this morning in the book of Malachi, first of all, I don't think we, that I've done anything quite like this before today, but we're going to read the book. Yes, the book of Malachi. It's short, and we'll read through it pretty quickly. I'm not gonna be stopping for a lot of commentary because it's very self-explanatory and we can all follow along. But I wanna relate something that, a conversation that happened this week before, before I get into starting the reading, a conversation that I had this week and I, I wanted to just share this with you because at the end of this, in the end of this scripture reading and a few comments, I want to ask the question. So someone said to me this week in a conversation we were having, I get it. You care where your money goes because you live your convictions. And we finished the conversation 
I didn't really think too much about it anymore at that time. I thought, well, that was a nice thing to say. Until I began reading the book of Malachi, which the Lord had already led me to and pointed me to. And I think that there is so much that we can see in this that's happening today, that's happening in our country, that's happening in our churches, and certainly that's happening in our own hearts. So, Father, I know that you instructed me to do this. And I know that I said, Lord, I can't because there's some parts that are just hard and I don't understand it. But you said, the Holy Spirit is the teacher, not me. So, Holy Spirit, we ask that you come, that you hover over our hearts and our minds this morning. And that you would open this word as you open our minds and our spirits to receive it. That you would open our eyes of understanding that we would fully grasp your point this morning in Jesus' name. Living our convictions before the world. The burden, and I'm reading in King James Version, you can read whatever version you have, that's fine. I almost chose the message, but I just couldn't do it. I like this better, so here we go. The Burden of the Word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, saith the Lord, yet you say, Wherein hast thou loved me, or us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord? Yet I loved Jacob, or Israel, representing Israel. And I hated Esau, re representing the world, the, the world spirit and all of that. And laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness, or the jackals of the wilderness. Whereas Edom saith, we are impoverished, but we will return. Now this is Edom, the world, Esau's descendants saying, but we will return and we will build the desolate places. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down. Are you with me? They shall build, but I will throw down. And they shall call them the border of wickedness and the people against whom the Lord hath indignation forever. God will not tolerate sin forever. And your eyes shall see and ye shall say, the Lord will be magnified from the border of Israel. A son honoreth his father and a servant his master if then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where's my fear or my reverence? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests, unto the priests that despise my name. And you say, wherein have we despised your name? Cocky attitude. Ye offer polluted bread upon my altar, and you say, Wherein have we polluted thee? And that you say, The table of the Lord is contemptible. And if you offer the blind for a sacrifice, is that not evil? And if you offer the lame and the sick, is that not evil? Offer it now to your governor. Will he be pleased with you? Will he accept you? Says the Lord of hosts. And now, I'm in verse 9, in case you're in a different uh, version. And now I pray you, beseech God that he will be gracious unto us. This hath been by your means. Will he regard your persons, says the Lord of hosts? Who is there even among you? that would shut the doors for nothing. Neither do you kindle fire on my altar for nothing. I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts, 
and neither will I accept the offering at your hand. For from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, and in every place incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering, oh, hallelujah, for my name shall be great among the heathen, says, says the Lord of hosts. But you have profaned it, in that you say the table of the Lord is polluted, and the fruit thereof, even his meat, is contemptible. Ye said also, Behold what a weariness it is, and you snuffed at it, saith the Lord of hosts, and you brought that which was torn and lame and sick. Thus you brought an offering, all right. Should I accept this of your hand, says the Lord? But cursed be the deceiver, which hath in his flock a male, and voweth and sacrificeth unto the Lord a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. And now, O priests, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear, and you will not lay it to heart to give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already, because you did not lay it to your heart. Behold, I will corrupt your seed and spread dung upon your faces, even the dung of your solemn feasts, and one shall take you away with it. And ye shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you, that my covenant might be with Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. God had a standard for the priesthood, and they fell so, so short of that standard. My covenant was with him of life and peace with Levi, and I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me, and I was, and was afraid before my name. The law of truth was in his mouth. The truth, the law of truth was in the fathers of this group of Levi's. And they found, and no iniquity was found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and in equity, and he did turn many away from iniquity. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the law at his mouth for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. But you are departed out of the way. You've caused many to stumble at the law. You've corrupted the covenant of Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore have I also made you contemptible and base before all the people, according as you have not kept my ways, but have been partial in the law. Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? Judah hath dealt treacherously, and an abomination is committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah hath profaned the holiness of the Lord, which he loved, and hath married the daughter of a strange god. The Lord will cut off the man that doeth this, the master and the scholar, out of the tabernacles of Jacob, and him that offering an offering unto the Lord of hosts. That's a very potent verse right there. God will not have respect to your position, your title, your function, or anything else. In, a, in accordance to what you do with his name. And this have ye done again, covering the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and crying out, insomuch that he regardeth not the offering 
anymore, or receiveth it with goodwill at your hand. It was too polluted. Oops. Yet you say, Wherefore? Because the Lord hath been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth, against whom thou hast dealt treacherously. Yet is she thy companion and the wife of thy covenant. And did not he make one, yet had the residue of the spirit. And wherefore one? Why didn't he make three or four wives per person? <laughs> that he might seek a godly seed. Think about it. One man, one wife for a godly seed. Therefore, take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. For the Lord, the God of Israel, saith that he hateth the putting away. For one covereth violence with his garment. In other words, he covers up his dirty deeds with his garment. And the Lord says, the Lord of hosts, therefore take heed to your spirit that you deal not treacherously. We're still talking to the priesthood here. Ye have wearied the Lord with your words, yet you say, wherein have we wearied him? When you say, every one that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord. You call good evil, and I will not tolerate it, says the Lord. Where, or you say, where is the God of judgment? Well, if there really is a God of judgment, why isn't he here? Hmm. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in, Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Lord, send your messenger. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like the fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as in the days of old, as in the former years. And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers, and against the false swearers, and against those that oppress the hireling and his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right, and fears not me, saith the Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord, and I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob, are not consumed. In other words, if I didn't change and I wasn't the Lord and God of mercy, you'd already been gone. Even from the days of your father, you're gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit 
before the time in the fields, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. And we're getting close to the end. Your words have been stout against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken so much against you? You've said, it is vain to serve God, the priesthood. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord? Vanity and a waste of time. And now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. We've had our own way. We've done our own thing. We've done it our own way. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. But the Lord answers back. Verse 16. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened, and he heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord, and they brought it up, and, and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord, those that fear him, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I spare them as a man spareth his own son that serves him, then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth not. Last portion. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. They think they have it all made. They think they have no end. They think they've achieved the goal. They've won. But there is coming a day, says the Lord, that they will burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly, shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fears my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go forth and grow up as calves in the stall. And you shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, says the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all of Israel with the statutes and judgments. For behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. And that concludes the end of the Old Testament. I think I, I can safely say we can see why. I couldn't just pick out and choose little bits and pieces of this because there was too much in it that we needed to hear. And in conclusion, the prophet Malachi, as I said, was speaking to the very elite, the Levite priesthood chosen by God. And yet we read sin after sin that was documented not the least of which was dishonoring the name of God, desecrating the altars of sacrifice by bringing the sick and the lame and the putrid sacrifices before the almighty God. Perhaps the thing that God hated the most was causing others to stumble and to fall into sin because of their own lack of conviction and their own disregard for the sanctity 
of marriage. My commentary said that if God had wanted them to have more than one wife, he would have made Eve and Peggy and Susan and Joyce and, you know, all these others, but he didn't. Just like we see today, they were blatantly excusing their sin, justifying their unrighteousness, and working gross wickedness, tempting God. They thought they were above the judgments of God. And yet, with all this sin, when challenged by the prophet Malachi, 10 out of 14 times, they had the audacity to answer back with indignation and disbelief that God could possibly be challenging them. But as we read in chapter 4, verse 1, that day will come that they shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, all the wicked, shall be stubble. But by contrast, for those that fear the name of the Lord and love him, they that feared the Lord and spoke often, I love that, spoke often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard their conversation, and a book of remembrance was written with their name in it. And we shall be his, says the Lord of hosts, in that day. You know, things may look bleak today. It may appear that the wicked have won. They're laughing in the face of God. And it may even appear that God has looked away and uh, turned his judgment away for a time. But this tells us without question, there is coming a day that we shall tread on them as ashes. And that we who fear his name will see the son of righteousness arise in our midst and we shall go forth in strength and in power. Don, if you wouldn't mind, or whoever, to pass out the communion as I'm... The definition of the word conviction is A, a strong persuasion or belief. B, the state of being convinced of something. Three, the act of convincing a person of error or of compelling the admission of a truth. Hmm. After this man said what he did, I got on my knees and I said, Lord, my convictions to be pure before your heart. I don't want my convictions to just be opinions. I don't want them to be something I heard someone else say. I want them to come from my heart to his. And I asked him to purge me, Lord. Cleanse me anew. Cleanse me again. And help me to realize what convictions are worth staking your life on because it could come to that. I may be faced with something that I must stand on my convictions in front of an evil face and say, I will serve God. Thank you, Jesus. I want to be his jewel, as Audrey sang in the song that I wrote last year, Adorn Me. I want to be that jewel in his crown. Praise the Lord. Does anyone have anything else they'd like to add to this or comment on it? Well, from the rising of the sun yeah. to the setting of the set, my name will be great. Yes. And I will be blessed. From the rising of the sun. Day, when everybody, yes. everybody will have free knowledge. Yes. And I thank the Lord and I look forward to that day. Yes. Amen. Anyone else? Audrey. Um, one of the things that I was um, convicted of was um, I've been praying, like, God, stop this. You know, like, make it, you know, hurry up, like, you know, let's 
stressed he was, you know, and then I just recognized, hey, there's purification process happening, the crushing of, you know, your, some, it purifies, it brings anointing oil, it brings purification, and so I said, I'm sorry, God, you know, you know the timing, yeah. you know everything, yeah. and you know what you're doing, and I don't, and I, how dare I, like, say, hurry up, and get, you know, this done, when I know that he's doing what's right for each one of us as a na- individuals and as a nation together. Amen. And for the whole world. Amen. Can we stand? Anyone else? I don't want to cut anyone off. If any, Jennifer. today as we've repeated Lord the, the hope and the salvation in the gospel and in that gospel Lord God we, we recognize that your body was broken yes. and even before it was broken Lord on the eve of that time you sat down with your disciples and you did this with them and you yes. said take the bread that represents my body which shall be broken and they each took the bread, Lord, and, and, and probably not even coming close to recognizing at the time yes. what was meant. Yes. But we understand that today your body was broken. Yes. Your body was broken. Yes. But it was done voluntarily, Lord God, on your part because of your love for us. Because you understood this was the Father's plan and the only way that we could be with you, that we could be forgiven of our sins, that we could be delivered forever. And so we take the bread today in recognition of that sacrifice, that willing, voluntary sacrifice of your your body being broken for us. before we pray for the blood, the cup. I want us to ask the Lord, as we're obedient in this, because he told us to do it, and as often as we do it, to remember his sacrifice. That sacrifice has power today, just as it did then. And I'm asking the Lord to break the strongholds over this county, this county of California, to break it. You can see churches all over the United States worshiping and having church, but our county has a stronghold. We live in the Silicon Valley, one of the richest places in this country, and it has a stronghold over this Territory, and yes. I'm asking God yes. through the power of yes. His blood Amen. that we break that stronghold in the name of Jesus Amen. today. Even as we read today in your last word, your last oracle, your last prophecy, Jesus. through your messenger to your priesthood, you said, Would you bring a blind sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Would you bring a lame sacrifice? And then in your next great act, you turn. And you sent your son, a perfect sacrifice. And as we just, Lord, partook of the body, Lord God, the representation of the body, that perfect sacrifice, it was not blind, it was not lame, it was perfect. And throughout history and throughout the word, from the very beginning, you established blood as a covering for sin. It was a part of your law from the very beginning. And at the time that Christ sat down with his disciples and said, this represents my blood that is shed for your sins, they understood the importance of blood. They understood that it represented both what was done wrong and a price to be paid for that. And so we recognize today, Lord, the power of the blood of the perfect sacrifice, Jesus Christ, to cover sins, 
to atone for what we have done, what we will do. It was done once, and it was done for all time. Yeah. Yeah. It was both retroactive and forward-looking yes. in power yes. and application. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. And it fulfilled Thank you, Jesus. the perfect law of our Almighty Father. Jesus. And so we thank you and recognize today the blood of the perfect sacrifice yes. that was spilled Hallelujah. on our behalf, each one of us applied to each one of us in faith and grace Hallelujah. and mercy. And we thank you for the blood that was shed from the perfect sacrifice of Christ on our behalf yes. today. Amen. 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 God, we cast it down. Thank you. Every vain imagination, we pull it down in the name of Jesus and we stomp on it. Lord, your word said that we would tread upon the ashes of the wicked. Yes. And this spirit is wicked and we bring it down yes. through the power and the might of the soul of the spirit of God. Yes. For it is not in our selves that we battle, Lord, but it is in the spirit. Yes. And we ask your spirit, your worried angels, oh God, to take over this region, to yes. take over, yes. Lord yes. Jesus, this valley and bring down the haughty, wicked, in the face of God attitude in Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen, amen and amen. amen.